0: It's spring, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Fair Game Podcast. I'm Andrew Haynes. And for this episode, we've got two fun guys on. Uh, the first one is AJ. AJ, how do I pronounce your last name? Is it Vopal?
1: It's Vopel, actually. Vopel. Don't worry. You're literally the five millionth person who's pronounced it Vopal my whole life.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So AJ, uh, awesome dude in golf. Uh, he works for Municipal. He's previously worked for Callaway. Uh, and he's also the man behind Good Boy Originals. Thanks for being on, man.
1: Yeah, no, a pleasure. I mean, anytime I could, I could chat with you for an extended period of time, uh, I'm all in. So, you know, you know, you know, that's right. So
0: for sure. For our second guest, uh, we've got David now I'm not going to butcher your last name. It's Diliberto. Yeah. That's perfect. That's actually it. Outstanding. David is the guy behind Golf uh, another cool brand, uh, very design focused, making some awesome stuff in golf, which
2: I own many things for. So thanks for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, really an awesome experience. First time I've ever been on a podcast. So it's really rad.
0: Really? Well, this is actually my first time ever hosting a podcast. So I kind of don't know what's happening. We just get on and like talk and
1: we see what happens. So that's, that's the best way to do things. That's the only, that's actually the only way I do things. It's just, uh, yeah, try to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Just figure it out. It can't be that hard,
0: right? Just like, try it. (laughs) Exactly. The first question that I always like to ask people, because I've never met, I've met AJ a couple of times in person. Actually, we've only met in person one time, right?
1: Yeah, it's weird because right, we've had a lot of interactions like on the phone. Um, I feel like it's been more than one in person, Uh, but there's one instance in particular, I think we're talking about the same instance. Uh, But yeah, that's so weird, especially since, you know what it is. It's like we both connected right as I was like, moving out of new york in like 2014 and that's when i think like we first connected right around that time and then that's when i moved out to california to start with callaway and it just like so happened to be like that because obviously if i was in new york it would be a completely different ball game we'd probably for sure we'd probably play every weekend and you know all the other shit our kids would play together you know but uh just so happens i moved three thousand miles away <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I've never met David, but I'm a big fan of what you guys do. And I've been following for a long time on the gram. So maybe, David, you go first. Like, I'd love to, like, start with how the hell did you get into golf? Everyone has a fun story in terms of, like, how they picked up the game. Uh, Yeah, what's yours?
2: Yeah, I. um, it's a little weird. I mean, I wasn't really ever a golfer. Um, Like, I always appreciated it. I always went to the driving range growing up uh, a lot. Um, I think I played one round. I did play one round. Um, when I was like 13 in the Boy Scouts, and that was like my only experience um, really doing it. But my dad, you know, took me to the range a lot. We always went. And then um, I had lessons uh, at one point. Um, so I, I, I knew like the the mechanics of the swing and, and things like that, but, you know, really didn't latch on to it um, for a while um, until like re- very recently. Um, Reason being, you know, love fell into skateboarding um, in in high school, and golf wasn't wasn't as cool, you know, to to really to to rap. But um, then, in you know, I moved to New York um, for college. So there, being in the city, like, for through college and and um, after that, for many years, like, I just never really had the experience of going to a course. There was this pressure of like. Kind of just not um being good enough to play a full round, you'll you'll always lose your ball or whatever. It's things like just like that mental pressure. Like, I don't really want to play a game, but I really like going to the range. So I always just was a range rat, like kind of person. So in New York, I had, I think, like a like four clubs um, that I would carry on the subway and just like. Just go there. Um, I would. I would go on dates. I would like ask like on a, a new girl I would meet like if she was down with going to the range like Ooh, smooth like, ask, like, like, <laughs> are Smooth you moved off? Like you want to hit some like ball because Chelsea Piers. Um, I think Andrew, you probably know it. Like obviously, like being in New York, like um has like a bar. So if. If you, if it wasn't a good experience there with someone, like you could always just hit the bar and like have conversation afterwards or during or whatever. So, um, that's really like my experience, like, like still loving golf, but not being a golfer in in that sense. Um, but then, you know, I moved to LA right before COVID happened. You know, I was in New York for 17 years and then just Mm -hmm. like always loved golf and knew that. California has the best golf courses like so I was just like you know on lockdown bored and the one thing that was open or like out of like most places being closed was golf courses so I was like all right like near my house um there's this place called Los Feliz Golf Course and and I was like you know
1: such a dope spot
2: yeah exactly and it was so approachable you know what I mean like so like like Why am I not playing this place? Because like it's so not intimidating. And it's like, you know, it seems like a place that you would go to to really like be a beginner. And um so I just went one day like by myself. Like, and and I was like, wait, it's nine dollars to play this place. (laughs) Like, okay, holy shit. Okay. All right. So I went out there and um I had like the best time. Like it was by myself, like that kind of like solo style. And um it's essentially
1: like a pitch and putt course andrew
2: yeah is it 18 is it a full 18 though it's a nine hole it's nine uh, yeah it's a nine hole three uh uh, part three
1: part three yep
0: Mm -hmm. i'm not mad at that because like by the way we have there's one i mean aj you know the flushing meadows pitch and putt
1: i mean yo you're talking to like the fucking king of pitch and putt
0: right here the guy (laughs) it's it's so funny it's nine dollars right it's $9 $9 in LA. I want to say like flushing is like double the price. It's like 15 or $16.
1: Yeah. And it's like, right. And it's, I think it's uh like 20. That's if it's, yeah, I I, I went there a couple of times when I was home for, in December, we went like three or four times Yeah, and it was like uh 20 something bucks or like, yeah, it was like 40 something bucks for two people. But yeah. This not-
0: place is a racket.
1: that I think it's nine dollars. It felt like nine dollars. I went something right around there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like it wasn't like at all. Like there was no one there. Um, and I was like, I had a few beers on the course, you know, smoked a little, like, and it was just like so into it. And I'm like, I'm bringing everyone I know back to this place, like who doesn't golf. Cause like I don't really know any golfers here or I didn't at the time. And I was just like, this is just so much fun and like the vibe is like, it's you're drinking or whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't really do that that, so much, Um, uh, but it was so much fun. And I was like, this is like the the most approachable shit. Like, and if I don't like bring my homies here, like, I don't know, like, it's just gonna, they're missing out, you know what I mean? So um, at the same time, like, I was just like going a lot to the range around my my place. just playing around. And like, I just felt like um, I just wanted to wear my own stuff. Um, Like, so I just started a a weird and also meet and also meet other like-minded golfers um, in my area and just being from out of state, that type of thing. Um, And I just like wanted to start a weird Instagram page that would attract the people that like um to play golf that have a perspective that's a little bit different than the, the the type of golfer that i was typically like i thought was the type of golfer um that's the majority so i was just like i want to mm-hmm. meet like creatives in the industry and play with them who might possibly play golf who i wouldn't meet any any other way um and through that i met um these guys um his name, his name is Ryan. Um, Ryan Murray, he's a photographer and he, and hit me up, DM me. And he was like, Hey, like do you want to play um, through, through Instagram, do you want to play at this thing called the one club challenge? And I was like, Oh, the one, the one club, like, and I thought that it was like some like creative art director thing and that I'm familiar with, but it was actually just, you actually play with one club. Um, and it was like the best experience to really like kind of blew my, my world up a little bit because it was like, skateboarders like uh who like play golf and like like photographers and like it was just like like the the scene that I wanted to kind of meet you know and it like kind of just really got me into this I was like holy shit there are people who are into golf who are creatives and like you know like doing um really interesting stuff within the golf world and I was like holy shit so I just started playing all the time since then um, and just like jumping out into the course and um, just having no fear with that. Um, so yeah, that's, and then since then I just play almost every weekend, like and that's that's just how it is. So um, I'm just trying to like build on that community of, of people who might l- like to play golf or want to play golf, but not really be part of the golf scene and just like open up that like, hey, like golf, like, doesn't you know define you so much? You know it's just a really big part of your life, and uh, you could love to play, and you don't have to like have a certain look. You just go out on the course, and you just have a great time. So for sure,
1: Andrew. That's why I love your brand, by the way. I, I you, you kind of David, you kind of hit it because uh, it your 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 new brand touches on uh, a very. Imp- important thing for especially new golfers like david was a new golfer um it's that like any way you enjoy the game is like fine like it doesn't like it's totally fine like whether you go to the range like like david did whether uh you go to pitch and putt like whatever that is like there's no wrong way to play or enjoy it right like it doesn't even like you could just go to the putting green and like have a couple beers or whatever and it's like good. That's great. Like we, and like, you know, you guys totally. are embracing that just like how I want to start sort of embracing that with, um, like more like with municipal is like exactly what you're, what you guys do. So like, I love like your, the values that you guys are about uh, as it pertains to like the game and stuff, you know,
2: for sure. Yeah, I wasn't trying to take it so seriously. Like, I mean, I, I wanted to, to take the game, like play it for real but like not really care about scores in the beginning, you know, or like, and and just not make it about that. And like, not most importantly, like not get angry, like don't like break a club or, you know, like don't like really like think about it that much. And it's more about that experience. And really like, I love the connection with nature. Like I like walking the course. Mm-hmm. I like the quietness of it. like, I like getting out there. Like um, there's something about that feel of the grass, like the the design of the landscape, for sure like that was just like my my thing like i love manicured lawn like i just like that like that vibe of just being out there like it's it's completely artificial like in the the terms of the design of like the the landscape like someone thought to put a tree there and like you know they 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 cut the lawn in a certain way and i just like liked the i do i mean i love the um the experience of a golf round more than like like hitting the best round of my life i mean i love doing that now but
0: right no i mean i i agree it's like like one of the things about golf is that everyone has a different way into it and then everyone has that like different experience like experience and appreciation point like some people want to play in tournaments and like some people just want to like go to pigeon put with a wedge and a putter like I I love all versions of the game, and I think it's fair game. That's kind of something that like we're about. But one quick question, then we'll get to AJ, uh,
2: David. Like, so you you started playing in the Boy Scouts? You said there was like I think like a Boy Scouts merit badge, or, or sorry, a, a golf merit badge that actually like you had to play around in, like, or maybe or maybe it was just like a golf outing. I can't remember. I think I was going for a merit badge though. Um, and, and like you, you had to like to qualify for that badge, you had to. Play. you had to you had to play around but like that was really it i mean it was like a fan like my dad and like a two other uh a, a father and son um they went out uh with us and we, we played around um to, to get it yeah
0: i'm searching right now boy scout golf merit badge because i'm just curious like one is it a fire? Is it a fire merit badge? Because it would be dope to like, oh, it's like it's the Boy Scouts logo on a ball on a tee, like it's against a blue background. It's kind of dope. I'm not hating that. It's funny. I um, I did this with one of my hats. Like, I had a hat from this company called Fairends. Like, they just make like simple hats. Did it have a patch on it? No, it didn't. But I had a hat, like a super blank, like kind of like camp style hat. And then I found a vintage patch. It was like a vintage St. Andrew's patch. And then like I took it to my dry cleaner and like had him sew it on so like yeah it's a it, yeah it's a fun way to make like you know one of a kind merch um anyways I'm getting distracted AJ how'd you get into golf
1: I like that um I actually I, it's funny because I had like the opposite approach from from David is that like my family you know I come from a big family um where like my dad's got a lot of brothers and sisters and um you know they everybody loved playing golf um when I was, you know, 12 years old, when I started playing, um, we, I grew up going to Robert Moses pitch and putt. Like that's how I started playing golf when I was like really young, like when I was like 11, 12. And then, um, right around that same time, really, uh, I lived almost across the street. I lived around the block from, um, a three golf course County park, Eisenhower park. And we used to hop the fence and that's how I learned to play. Like, uh, my dad would. You know, he was the my dad and my uncle Joe, like they were the first two people to take me and my brother, throw your clubs, put them on the, the fence post, hop over, grab the clubs, and play as many holes as you could until either a gets dark or two, you get kicked off. Nice. That's like legitimately how I grew up and like like got decent at it of just like playing until dark, like either walking there, riding my bike, having my dad drop me off at the at the corner on on eisenhower white course like four five and six we call the prison corner because the there's a there's a prison right across the street from it so yeah yeah <laughs> that's like that's like legit like that's legit how i how i learned to play and you know growing up in new york uh, on long island uh particularly uh it's the greatest you know it's the greatest concentration of golf so you know i i we were you know we were pretty broke growing up um So we had to hop the fence, but I also had friends that were members at places and they would, uh, their, their parents would take, uh, take me out to, uh, Cherry Valley and Garden City and, um, all, all all different sort of sorts of private clubs. So it was like, um, I kind of had the best, I had such a very well-rounded concept of the game by the time I was like 15 years old, like I would hop the fence, I would play pitch and putt, which was, you know, two clubs. And ten dollars, like you're saying, but then like I also got a taste of what it's like to play private club golf. And you know, like Beth Page was my home course. Eisenhower and Beth Page were my two home courses. Um, Played in high school. Played played at junior college at Nassau Community College. Um, And there were the same the same home courses in high school were Eisenhower and Beth Page were actually the same home courses at Nassau Community College. So like, it was kind of funny how that worked out. So like we, I mean, Eisenhower and Beth Page. So, um, yeah, so it was like funny how I, I sort of had that, okay, this is private golf. This is pitch and putt. This is nine hole golf. This is, um, municipal golf. You know what I mean? So like I had all of that at such an early age and it was so, it was such a huge passion in my family, uh, you know, from my dad to my, my uncle Joe, especially, um, just watching the masters every year with the same people, you know, like my brother, my dad, my uncle, like extended family. So it was always like baked into me, like pretty early. So like my passion, like it runs heavy from an early age and just like always being around it, like family events. It's like, yo, let's go play. Like, yo, like, like, let's go sneak on uh, a golf course that we were staying close to, like on vacation or some shit. Like that was like a thing, you know, like, yeah. The, how many golf courses you could speak on to? Um, it became like a badge of badge of pride. But you know, we we're always like super respectful, and you know, we never, you know, we never fucked around. Like we were there to play golf. We were and we were pretty good. So, like, you know, it was right, it was one of those things that it was um we felt it was fine because like we we're just incredibly respectful of the course, of the people there, of of everybody, you know. Like after a while, you know, like when we used to get kicked off at Eisenhower, like we became really good friends with the ranger and he, you know, like you know what i mean like that's, right that's the sort of thing that like like i look back on that and i'm just like that was that's the greatest like the fact that like he used to kick us off like threaten to call the cops would call the cops and then like after a while like there was like we were so relentless and we weren't bothering anybody like we would go out late and all of a sudden it was just a wave now you know what i mean so it was like right
0: it's like ah oh, you guys are fun yeah you guys go ahead and play
1: it runs deep with me
0: Nice. Eisenhower is great. My favorite one is the red. That's the fire one. All right. They're all good. I know the prison hole very well. You're talking about that like that like par four. It's like a, I don't know.
1: Against the fence. Yeah. like uh, 400 yards.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say like 380, 400, not not drivable. It's that one hole where you cannot like you can't yank it left because if you yank it, you have to, like, you're on that road.
1: You're going right. to be in my uh parents living room if you yank it left you know what i mean like that's like i grew up like on the left side of that hole like in that little area over there so so yeah so like yeah we would i mean shit i hopped when i was back in the summer like in august like we hopped.
0: (laughs) this is the way you do
1: but yeah now it's like you know now i live around the block from goat hill in oceanside uh california yeah it's a it's like a mix i always like tell people uh goat hill is a mix of everything i've sort of experienced in golf where it's like Mm. but in just like a more approachable fashion and what i mean by that is like my wife like after i play skins every friday my wife's like yo like uh i'm gonna head up there with the kids and like she like wants to come and hang out and like have a couple cocktails and a couple beers at goat hill like with us all like after we're done playing in the skins game like that's how like approachable it is and like you know you have your kids run around nobody gives you shit like right everybody's so friendly like it's just like yeah so it's really like combining the best of everything i love about golf and putting it into this 18 hole like facility it's just like it's the best i'm like i'm so happy and lucky i i like have that within a frisbee throw of like where i live now you know
0: for sure that's super fun are they doing a lot of work on the course now i feel like i've seen some stuff
1: online where they're like fixing it up doing a little bit of work constantly. So like when I first moved out to California, uh, was it eight years ago now? I mean, I played it. I played goat Hill within the first two weeks of me living out in California. And I remember like leaving. I'd be like, man, I'm like that course, like, like, um, like, like vibe wise. Like I, I could see it, but like, it was still kind of like, you know, coming up, you know, that was mm-hmm. like, like the save goat Hill sort of thing was going right. on. But like the course itself was just like not a super fun course. Like it was just like, there's you're hitting off of rocks. Like you're getting like, it's like super steep hills. The greens were like shoddy, you know? So it was like, it was like, ah, eh, I'm like, I'm like, I, I see like, you could see the potential in it, but, um, sure. But yeah, so now they're doing work nonstop. And like now the course, now it's like, forget about it. It's like, it's amazing. Like the greens are perfect. Like the, there's fairways now when like it used to be dirt and rock and gravel. Like when I was playing it. Um, I can imagine like some of the people who've been playing it for a longer than me, what they, the changes that they saw, like when they used to play it, like, you know, whatever 20 years ago versus now there, it's like a complete transformation, you know, totally there, they, they did such an amazing job.
0: Also very small fact, like, and this is just, it shows you one, how small the golf world is. And then two, this weird connection, I'm going to ask you a question in a second, David, between like advertising and like golf and that creative whole field. Um, AJ, do you know a guy named Ty that works at Goat Hill? Ty Tracy. He's the cat. He's the caddy master there.
1: I have to, I definitely know Ty.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you've seen him. Yeah. But Ty and I used to work together in advertising in New York. Like he was like, he was like a producer on a project.
1: Ty usually, Ty, I'm pretty sure Ty usually man's the, they have like a little hot dog, uh, stand behind the clubhouse yes that's where I first met him I think he like yeah and I was like talking to him for a while yes that's ties the man
0: yeah but like we we met in advertising in New York we were working at a firm and then he used to be in golf and then left and then came back and then like I got into the game but it's just like weird because it made me think about with David like you're from New York and you've been in the creative field I feel like there are so many like like designers and like art directors and writers and people that like and producers and people that like like low-key play golf that like no one knows about it's fascinating i
2: think so too and and i was like i always thought or when i started like looking into like the landscape of like cool like creative brands that were doing Mm -hmm. things in golf i think the rata guys are from ad the ad world or or the founder there i don't i don't know i thought he was at an agency um before starting but like. Yeah, I think it's like low key like it's like not cool to talk about, but like if you do come have that conversation, it really opens up like a whole like another level of your of your right. like friendship or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I really couldn't or I didn't know anyone in New York really who was a golfer. I never really had to do those conversations. It was just me and my homies like like my like two friends that I would like go to like Randall's Island to To go to the, uh, the the range that's over there, and mm-hmm. um, that was it. Like, uh, and I wish there was more people who I knew of that were in that creative industry, because in before becoming like you know a regular golfer, like my and knowing like all like now seeing like there's like a full spectrum of like different types of people who actually play. I had this like um, impression that you know like it's like really only sales guys or like it's only like finance bros or like you know like certain types of like like that's it and like i i don't want to like it's not that like but it sure there's a lot more and i always thought like you know it's you have to play on a on a private course and and like it costs at least a hundred dollars to play around like or it costs that you know like so it's like these things, once I found out that there's a thing called municipal golf, <laughs> like like it's like, oh, like it's accessible, like I can do it like wherever. And like, um, and and there's like it's it, there's it's kind of breaking that mold of like yeah
1: what a golfer was. Do, do you think um, that do you think that your do you think your your sort of stigma on golf was because of like that you grew up in the city? Like is do you think that's actually, like you weren't or did, did you grow up in the city or? I grew up in actually Baltimore, Maryland, um, okay. but I moved to the city in
2: 2002 um, and I left in 2019. So um, that was a 17 year thing in New York gotcha. for me. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I still kind of claim New York. It was like, you know, 17 years. <laughs> so, for sure. You know, like uh, all my all my memories are from there and, and whatnot. But I, I don't know, like, I think it was, Probably from my Maryland days, like just like you know, there's a lot of country clubs in Maryland. Oh, yeah, and, and, exactly. uh, um, that's really like how I learned to play golf um and just like go you know, I just go to those ranges out there as well. And um so, so in New York, it was like um, you know you gotta really drive all the way out to deep Brooklyn to play around, and um, never had a car, just like and never had like a crew to go with who was like really down to play around there um so yeah, andrew can tell you firsthand exactly uh mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly oh, yeah. what that's like you know exactly yeah. i mean you gotta drive you gotta have a car or, or, or just go on the subway it's like going to the beach you know like you really yeah. gotta it's it's not just like a four hour four or five hour round you have to adding like, those, those few hours of, of travel
0: right it's re- it's ridiculous it's like oh yeah gotta take take the five train to the last stop get off at flatbush avenue like get in an uber like get to Mar- it's crazy but i mean if you want to play that's just what you do
2: and and now i'm like i'm like on the way like gonna be visiting the city again like a lot and like it's like now it's like oh like i'm gonna like set aside some real time to do this because it's like a serious thing that i really give a shit about for sure you know
0: totally yeah. But so quick question, AJ. So I know like David, you were talking about this idea of like, like, oh, like municipal is a thing. And it's like welcoming. I didn't know. And maybe this probably is, but like, is that the origin behind municipal, the brand that fire pink hoodie that you're wearing, AJ? Oh, uh,
1: thank you. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, It I mean, yeah. So like the, the, the idea behind the name municipal is of like, essentially we view it as like being of service to the public right just just providing service um being uh very open veering very just being very of the public i guess you could say you know that's why we love the name and and we when we were able to like get it for like apparel usage and and literally the url municipal.com which is like still don't even ask me how <laughs> right right it, it's yeah it's um it just cost some dough, but we were able to pull it off. Um, uh, but yeah, so like essentially that's like how we view the brand. It's like, that's why we have like a very raw style, right? Like that's why we're big and bold. Like, you know, like we, um, think about, uh, municipal as you see it on uh signage and things like that. It's just like, um, it's very culturally relevant. It's just like in your daily life, you know? So, um, so when we were doing the branding and, um, and the design behind behind it, it's, we wanted to keep it to that. Like we wanted big, bold, simple, um, you know, it's, it's sport utility gear, which is what it is. We'll, we'll start getting into some pieces that are, that are, uh, more golf friendly, um, over the course of this next year, actually. Um, but yeah, so like, obviously there's a clear tie-in with municipal golf, but, but just like a fair game golf, it's like, uh, the way we view, the way we view golf internally, uh, from a municipal sort of, standpoint is that like however you enjoy the game is like fucking great like that's like we're we're all in on that and like we support it uh we want to be purveyors of it we want to provide you gear that you can wear at any golf course whether you know it's um we're coming out with a polo tee it's literally a t-shirt with a collar on it that like you could wear it anywhere you could wear it at goat hill you could wear it at robert moses pitch and putt um you could wear it at you know uh uh, wingfoot, you know what I mean? Like you could wear that thing anywhere. So it's like trying to come up with these like really, uh, refined sort of versatile pieces that, that you could do. But, but yeah, it, it was like, you know, we're all, we're, there's a lot of golfers at heart at municipal. So, um, you know, it was only a matter of time until we sort of broke into that like municipal for sure. What Like made it more literal of like the municipal golf sort of mindset, you know what I mean?
0: totally yeah it's funny because like i i own way too many hoodies and like i have lots of municipal ones and then the one that the one david you made uh i want to talk about the bmw hoodie because that's also like ridiculous
2: i just put that back up on the website (laughs) yeah (laughs) um because i was a few questions of like why is it not available right now but yeah go ahead yeah
0: no because like because i first of all it's like it's one of those like if you know you know things which i absolutely love and like any creative person we just like geek out about that stuff like it's the kind of like if you're in the know and you know this thing it's because it's inspired from the like the bmw manual right of like how to you know fit clubs in your car exactly it's like oh yeah
1: that's good
2: that's i'm looking at it right now (laughs) that's
1: really really good it's a
2: graphic that's actually um in a lot of the trunks of the cars, uh, I think it's like the three series, the five series. Um, I don't know if it's the M three is, but I just love the M three colorway, blue, the red and and the, the white or the black. And, um, and I just like, you know, that's such a graphic thing. Like how to stow your golf clubs in a trunk, um, is, is so funny. So I just took like, um, I found, I I did some research to find other versions of it, like, and it's kind of like mashed them all together and just like created its own. Um, So the graphic is a back of a, I think it's a five series. Um, And then it's just like the M3 colors. And then the text is like from another, uh, from another uh, car. I think it might be a Lexus or something. Oh, nice. But it was like, really just like inspiration when you're just diving into like, trying to find references and like mm-hmm. just pulling together swipe from from visual you know trying to create a visual language and just like came across that thing I was like oh like that's that's got to go on a on a shirt yeah
0: and then like david are you the one like are you making all the graphics for golf of texture or do you have like a team of, of folks that are making stuff no
2: it, it's it's all just me i'm a one man thing uh so uh, right now um it's um a, a passion project, I, honestly, like it's a side hustle passion project. It's uh, um really uh just a something that I wanted to utilize to meet people in golf, to to meet creatives and and other cool uh like-minded people. Um and honestly, like, golf texture was um like a hashtag that I was using originally for the account. It wasn't hmm. called golf texture at first. But it interesting was about the perspective of of looking at uh, designed landscapes. I mean, I'm not an architect, like I don't know anything about it. But like, it's it was about like looking at um, um, he, landscape design in front mm. of really cool buildings and saying, "Hey, I want to golf that," you know, like or like just looking at it under another perspective. Interesting. It's kind of like it's kind of like where like and I don't, I'm going to keep getting, bring up skateboarding but like it's kind of like when a skater skateboarder will look at a set of stairs or a rail or something that's not intended for that and being like oh I want to like you know kickflip that sixth step or whatever um and and look at it in a different way so um I felt like that I well I was I changed the name of the company because I like At first, because I had uh, some legal issues, so I couldn't couldn't get it. Um, So I went to golf texture because it was a running hashtag that was kind of like Mm -hmm. this idea that I would like kind of kept latching on to. And it felt like it was, you know, first of all, it was ownable. Nobody like had the name. I just like bought all the the URL Mm -hmm. and whatnot. um, But it had that like that idea of like just taking two disparate uh, things, uh, and and then just like mashing them together, which is what I love to stand for in terms of my inspiration for anything. Like I don't, um, always look at golf to find inspiration. Um, I'd like to look outside of golf to bring, to to bring in my ideas. So like cars or whatever, like you're saying, like, um, um, so that's where I feel like you, you, there was something that you said actually. I think on the last podcast that when you were with the um, uh, golf therapy guys, and it was like about like Jay. If you ask Jay Z or Kanye, what influences them? You know, and it was like they won't say rap. Like, right? Say some ridiculous shit. Like, and it was like that resonated with me because I was like, um, I feel like I like to pull a lot of inspiration from like outdoors stuff, or as, at least that's where I'm trying to go with golf texture. Is more. Um, You know, right now it's very street wear type stuff, but I like to look at uh, climbing, running, uh, just like outdoors practices that are like um, different that could be interpreted in that, in the golf lens, Mm -hmm. filter everything through golf. Like, so just take something completely different and just filter it through what would a golfer do or look, how would they look at it? and then try to do something like that
0: for sure and then even like just for aj just thinking about because like david like what i love like about what both you guys do it's kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum like david you're bringing like very like modern very technical you know perspectives into golf and then like aj with good boy like when you think of a a matchstick you know uh I guess do you call it a case yeah that little like matchstick book that you get if you're at a club with the prints that you make aj right or just or like the golf pencils which are probably like two of the most iconic things like mainstays in golf but then you're taking them and you know having this like photographic like very artful like print like approach to that which i find is very it's refreshing because it's there's something really cool about like one golfers and how obsessed we are with like owning shit and like oh like i want this hat or like i have you know this water bottle like i feel like golfers probably have more passion about those little things than they probably do this is just my perspective and they probably do about like the clubs that they're playing or maybe the courses like I've, I've lost like head covers and water bottles and I felt some type of way about losing them versus like, you know, shooting, shooting a bad round somewhere. So I don't know, AJ, with like with your approach, like what started that whole print thing? Because I, I, I also think that people don't know that like you've kind of like worked in golf from all these different perspectives. But then you also have this like art artful side. Like, are you are you printing all these things? Like, are you out there with the white gloves, like doing the whole like matting framing vibe?
1: I do it all, man. I do it all. Just like David, I, I, this was purely passion project, you know, I mean, 2017, uh, because of exactly what you said, Andrew, it was, uh, I had all these, I, I, I've saved every scorecard forever. Like I've had, I have scorecards from when, you know, back in the late nineties, um, you know, I'm an 85 baby. Uh, so when I was 12 years, the, the, what I was just talking about earlier, um, I have, I have those scorecards. I, I've saved them. I've saved them all. And I've saved pencils from all those courses. Cause I just take the scorecard with the pencil in it. Um, and the only reason I keep score or the only reason I've kept score is because I just want to have the scorecard. That's the only reason I like keep score is because I just want to save the scorecard after the round. Like, right. I, I, that is like legit the truth. And then, I, I, so I've had all this, I have all this stuff and I, I, I fat, like, I just, whatever reason, when you just, when you, when you, when you look at it, um, it brings back like just, uh, uh, like a, a moment in time, immediate memories, uh, thoughts. And I'm like, shit, man. I'm like, this is like, this stuff is so meaningful to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's so meaningful to me. So I was like, I'm just gonna, and, and I'm just like a, I like very, um, like I've always liked object art. So just like um, photographs of objects. Like I've always been into that. Um, I'm into all sorts of art. I've, I've been buying art for a long time. Um, But object art is one art that I've, I've always just had. I'm like, Oh, I love that. Like just like simple object on white, black. And I'm like, it's just so like stunning to look at. It's so simple. Um, So like I started, uh, I'd like Got all, I got some, like a little setup. I got some lights, good lens, started snapping, started sharing, um, again on Instagram, just as a passion project purely. Mm -hmm. And then it transformed into when I would, I I've been fortunate enough to get invited to so many great golf courses with so many different people. And, um, I always want to be of service. I always want to, um, I always, I always, uh, I've always been a guy that like if you needed something like i want you to like come to me like you know like yeah like i got this guy aj like whatever like i've always um i've always like been known as that person like if you if you need something just like go like go see go ask aj like he'll he'll be able to get it for you he'll be able to make it happen whatever so i started gifting these things to hosts um after they would host me and um i would you know i'd shoot it i'd edit it print it frame it the whole thing i'd start Mm -hmm. sending them to them and they would be like yo What the fuck is this? Like, this is insane. But, like, meanwhile, like, right, it's just like the matchbook of the course they remember at. And then they'd be like, oh, like, I should show this to so and so. They're asking if they could get one. So that's how it turned into a side hustle, like, completely, like, all word of mouth, grassroots, plus the combination of that and my technique constantly refining, right? Like, how I frame now, how I print now the papers I use, like I'm so in depth now with the entire process, like the glass I use for the frames, like the matting, like it's all like from like four years ago to what it is now. Like in my eyes, it's like a completely different product, like product. Um, but like, you know, to the eye, it might not be like that far off, but like, it's just like all learning. And, you know, cause like it, for all this stuff, for me, it's school hard knocks. It's like, Mm -hmm. how, Hey, how'd you get into framing? I'm like, I just kept doing it and kept like reading about the materials that are better and more archival and more museum grade and more that give it more depth that give it floating. Like, and it's just like, you, you're so into it. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're just so passionate about it and you keep refining it. And then people start sending me all sorts of objects, like not even golf, like, like, I've I've done so many different things now um, for people. Um, but like obviously my uh where I like to live is the golf space. Um uh just because it's I'm just really passionate about it. But um like turn into a side hustle just like that, like just all word of mouth, sort of grassroots. Like you make you know how golfers are, Andrew. Like, yo, you're right. You make it somebody sees it and like they want, you know, they just want it immediately, right? Like that's like the, the golfer mentality, like golfers like possessions, right? They like to have a lot of shit, (laughs) especially like valuable things that like nobody else could have, you know what I mean? And like, we went to the pro shop, like head covered, blah, blah, blah. But like, yo, like we can't, like your piece is unique. Like it's somebody who's got a lot of golf stuff. Like they don't have this. And it's like, they're just like, now they become gifts for other people. So like, that's essentially how it's evolved from like purely passion project of like me photographing all the things like, throughout my golf life to like, well, no, people, people saw it in the same way I did that. Like when they look at it, they're like, Oh, this is like conversations, memories, like, Oh my God. Like, remember that time that like, I played with my homie. Who's like, you know, who like, I don't talk to that often or like whatever, you know what I mean? It just, it's, 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 they see the, the artistic side of it as I do. Um, And I'm just like, a lot of people do like, um, that's what's like the most shocking thing to me was that like, Oh, a lot of people agree with this. You know what I mean? Right. It's like when I was first doing it, I was like, yeah, this is like a matchbook, a pencil. I'm like, this is, you know, like this is, I think it's cool, but well, I, think I know that a lot of other people would, you know, I think that when you take a, you know, one of those objects
2: that are really meaningful, that are very small and graphic and, and, uh, you know and you and you blow it up into a larger uh you know more graphic piece it's it becomes something different you know mm-hmm. it, become, it inherently becomes art you know in a sense and it just becomes so much more like detail oriented it's a it's another evolution of that it's an homage to it it's
1: like a it's really cool stuff that you're doing i really i'm Thanks really into it. Yeah it's really cool. It's thoughtful right like you oh. just want to like you send somebody uh, a piece and they might not be expecting it and then they open it up it's like man like that's when we played that course together like it's just it's there's thought behind it right like and I think that's like the 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 key thing here
0: for sure there's also something interesting because it's like I've tried at various times in my golf career to like hoard stuff like I tried to do the pencil thing and then like you forget and then like you lose a bunch Um, I try to do like the and I still kind of do the uh, head cover thing or the ball marker vibe right you try to just like collect and hoard stuff but then like I also lose shit like which is annoying and there's something cool of like oh you can't really lose a a a six by six like print in your living room which is also great
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a great point that's a great point because I'm constantly losing shit too but like that's one thing that'll like be a mainstay right like that's one thing you're right that's one thing hopefully you won't lose that you know just, just, yeah if
0: you're losing those prints something is seriously wrong with you yeah there is still to this day i got a like i had this dope like ball marker from augusta um that a friend gave me he found it on ebay at some like a sale and like didn't know what he was buying and like oh you might like this and i was like yo this is dope and it fell out of my pocket when i was in my car and then it like slid, it like i have one of those like electric seats in my volvo so like it's a super tight gap that you can't get your hand in there, but you can see it. And it's been there for like six months. And it's and it there it will stay. And it's like it, it's it's just it's gone. So I have to just take an L. But anyways, that's just how it is. That spot
1: in the car is the worst spot ever, by the way. Like it's the worst. Like the electrical track. You know how much shit I've dropped in there too? Like so much shit. It's like torture. Cause right, you can see it, but you just can't get to it. <laughs>
0: I have a question and some might see this as a hot take, but I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's a good discussion point. So both of you guys make, you know, like collectibles in golf, if you will. Right. When you think of the golf industry as a whole, right? Like obviously there are big players. There are small players, like the big players are There's probably a handful. I don't know how many like major club companies, apparel companies there are right. Let's just say there's 15. Right. But like, they have the resources, right, and the tools to arguably, like when you really think about it, like make you know the things that like you know everyone on this call is making. Um, so when you think about like, all right, like it's a tailor made or whoever, like they're going to make like a, you know other bigger things, and then that's a very small group of companies. But then when you look at you know other brands and people like you guys that are making you know collectible things, like you know things that appeal to golfers in a different way there's a such, there's such a wider audience of those people. And the question that I have is like, why do you think the bigger brands like aren't even trying to get into that space? Cause do you think it's like, and obviously, you know, profits and margins of clubs is different. Do you think they don't care? One, do you think they're not interested? Or do you think they just don't have like the creative chops to do those things? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think, uh, well, coming out of like sort of firsthand experience, you know, working for Callaway golf, you know what I mean? So when, when I was at Callaway Golf, it was we had the mindset of we wanted to be associated with the with all the people that were setting trends in golf, right? So like my like legit, like all I would think about when I was there, and like pretty much what I was responsible for was like um sort of identifying the tastemakers and the smaller brands and like working on projects with them and collaboration projects because if a, like, like brands like, like ours, um, like, like sure they can do it, but like, they're so established, like Callaway wouldn't be able to, um, they wouldn't be able to do what David is doing because like one, they have no credibility in the game of like creating anything that remotely resemble streetwear or like and even lifestyle like they bought travis matthew because of that you know and travis matthew is a very profitable company Mm -hmm. so so they would i could see them collaborating because david has the credibility he has the audience he has the credibility and then by association it makes tailor-made look great because you know like i remember like early on when i was at calway we did um like this was 2014 2015 maybe um right around there uh, between 2014 and 2016 or whatever like we did something with uh like Sugar loaf, like that's like a, a another example of like um well no it's like they're the ones with the credibility like let, let's partner with them because they have the credibility if like we just like sort of started doing it ourselves like we would lose any sort of credibility that we that we one didn't have two are trying to gain doing something that like people know that like david is doing really well or you know like and in like my case like sure they could they could do what i do for sure but but in my eyes like it's like trying to get a piece of art from your favorite artist and getting like getting it from someone else like it's like not a it wouldn't be a good boy original like you know what i mean like it it's like right my mind might be a little different because I consider it it's mine's art, so it's like, yeah, you love this artist, and you could, yeah, AJ, like, uh, it's it's turning in, it's turning profitable, but like, if we scale it, like, it's still not the same as like getting one from AJ. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like different. But the credibility thing, I think, is like the bottom line here. It's like, yeah, you're, they don't have the credibility to do the things that that we do, but to partner and and give guys like David a platform and make, you know, make his, make, you know, make his thing busier. Like that's empowering, man. Like that's empowering. And it then lends credibility to you for like picking up the smaller guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there is a thirst.
2: I mean, they, they want, um, the larger, the larger companies and it's kind of like a a big agency thing, um, from, from my background coming from that. It's like, the coolest work always comes from like the small shops. Like you see, like it's, it's never really from the big players as much. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's a thirst there. I think that they, these, uh, these companies have wonderful talent, you know, they have such an amazing like design teams and they look at, at the smaller uh, brands for inspiration. But the problem is because but the problem is, is like, the watering down through the when it when you bring a good idea to the table, um, there's that that chain of command where it's like, is this going to be good for us? Is this going to be profitable for you know the the company? And mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's the risk taking part of those big brands. Like they don't they can't inherently push put out something um, without looking at all those those what if type things. Whereas like a smaller smaller brands, um, are, are totally willing to take those steps because they're, um, they're just, there's nothing, no real, nothing to lose. It's more experimentation. At least that's for me. It's like, it's, it's all experimentation. I mean, like, I don't, I don't have a traditional golf background. Like I said, like, I don't, I don't know, um, the, like all the players and then the club histories and like all the, like the dope grail clubs and things like that. But I, that's why I lean into art and golf and other taking inspiration from other places into my, my work. Like, because that's what I know is like, it's like, I like, you know, all these outside influences and I, I throw it through that golf filter. Um, but so I think like, I, I'm already like come to, uh, terms with myself that my stuff won't be in golf shops or be in a country club shop and 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 it's not because like I don't want to it's just because like I feel like the buyers are different they're looking for a different type of they're looking for you know what's safer going to be and what's going to sell for them but that's not to say like I don't like want to like continue to grow my platform I know there's like a mm-hmm. different type of golfer out there. Uh, And most of like the majority of like what I'm, I'm still trying to do is like trying to find the voice, trying to find that, um, unique voice for the brand, um, trying to find, um, the, uh, the, the people who might like resonate with it. Um, but like, I feel like those brands, like the big ones, like they totally are aware of what, what AJ and, and myself are doing, like they're, they're they're totally looking at us, but like, it's, it's not going to come out of the, like, you know, tailor-made or whatever they're paying, like, they're not going to come out of, it's not going to come out organically through them. It will probably come through a collaboration of some sort, for sure. I always like, like to like frame my company or my brand my, as a, um, as like a group of, of the engineers, designers, like like thinkers or whatever working in the basement of Ping who like, like basically they're just like these guys who like, um, who got together, who like are, are like, yeah, we can't put it out through the Ping label, but maybe we can put it out like through our own right. shit. And they're, they found a back office. And that's like the the way that I'm trying to like look at it because it's like they're offshooting some some other type of
1: perspective um and it's like not even a sub label it's like some other <laughs> other thing right right before right before i left calway that's like we were that's it, that's literally like that's literally what we were doing we like about to like that's where andrew that's where like pivot that's the whole mm-hmm. idea of pivot was putting out all of this stuff under a, a different brand under like a different brand name, because like we have, you, have the tools, you, you, have about, the you had all resources. these people, you had all these people thinking mm-hmm. of, of golf differently than the, than, than maybe the Callaway. Well, obviously that then the majority of the Callaway consumer was so sure, sure. like, well, let's give it a different, let's give it a different label. Like, let's give it a different name. And then everything like we do will be out of this sort of new, this new brand name. And that's when we did pivot. And that was like right around the time, like we launched it, and then, and then we start. You know, then we left uh, for municipal. But like that's a, David, exactly yeah. what you're saying is like, yeah, because if you're a traditional company or a bigger brand, uh, you know what your consumer wants, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you have mm-hmm. those brains in the building and like you're into that as well, then like, yeah, those, you gotta, those people you are like, there. spin off, you know. Yeah,
2: they're there, and and they, they're they're amazing talent. It's just like hard to push it through the main line. You got to kind of just do it with, with other other thinkers and stuff like that, yep, yeah. For sure, yeah, it's,
0: it's super interesting. I, I agree with what you guys are saying. It's like, and I've seen this in like various, in various kind of like formats across different experiences. Like, oh, if I'm working at an agency or like big client, small client, like how many cooks are in the, at the table? Like at a, at a certain point, I've said this to many people, but like no matter how many smart individuals you have in the room, At a certain point, like if you have, you know, more than, I don't know, three or four or five hands on the spoon trying to stir the pot, it's just not good because then there's just like, because the notion of just that many people trying to influence something, like everyone's gonna try to put their mark on it. And then, like, it's not that it's bad, it's just because. Like the reason why a lot of the like mass or bigger things in golf feel mass is because to your point of going through the, like going up the ladder of like, this has been checked off by 20 people. So like, you've got, it's a, it's a real thing. And people don't, you know, don't realize how crazy that is. And especially like being a designer, like working in advertising and like, oh, like first I got to do something and then I got to get my CD to approve it. Right. And then he's got to get the ECD to approve it. Right. And then, and then you got to run it through the account team and they will like roast your work. Right. And then you got to go to the,
2: and then you got to go to the client. Right. And then the client's got to go to their boss. Right.
1: right. <laughs> the client's
2: the worst part. The worst part. Right. All before you get to even the client and you got like the, you know, everyone's weighing in and it's just like, right. right. So that's why I kind of switched up my, my, my career a little bit. I, I started going to independent agencies and mm-hmm. no, actually don't. I left agency world and now I work at a, a startup, um, doing a it's a lifestyle brand. Um, and, uh, yeah, like it just, I, I, I like the independent part of it and it's kind of like you wear so many different hats, you know, and you, you approve so many things yourself. Totally just that process uh, itself of of getting approvals and getting like the cool work made. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. Um, someone said something about golf shops and I want to talk about this because it just, it just popped into my head and I've always found this interesting. Most of the time when I walk into a golf shop, like this is my experience and I love to have you, you guys as on because you have very, you have very unique perspective, and this is also how I shop when I go into a store, like any store. Like, like I walk into the store, right? The first thing I do is you do a lap, right? It is the lap. I'm not buying anything. I'm not picking up anything. You just kind of like soaking it up. You're like, all right, they got a little Nike. They got a little Nike over here. Like, got some okay, Travis Matthew over here. Like, cool, cool, cool. Like. There's some, I don't know, like some other brand on this side, and then this, and then you go like check out the like ball markers and like the other thing. And then like the next pass is kind of like seeing if there's anything that feels like more in my, in my style. Most of the time, like I feel like most things in, in pro shops are to your point of like they're just making things to appeal to the most people, which is not a bad thing. It's just a different thing, right? Um, but, um, when you guys go to a pro shop, like, are there things that you're gravitated to? Um, for me, that list is very small because a lot of those things feel, feel very mass. And I also buy most of my golf stuff. I buy like online or through, you know, guys like you, because I feel like that stuff feels more curated. So two questions, one, I feel like I'm rambling, but whatever. Uh, one, like what's your experience? Like when you go to golf shops and then like two, like, do you think there's a, there's a, a place for more of this like boutique curated, you know, I don't know if it's a digital golf shop or an actual IRL golf shop where, you know, there could be things like golf architecture or a good boy or whatever. Like, I think that could be interesting, but what would we'll love your take? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, listen, you, I mean, you know, that's why I was like very curious to hear your take on it because mine is extremely, I wish I had a bit of a different take than yours, but it's like uh, right on par, uh, uh, pun fully intended. It is like, I do a lap and I'm like, there's nothing here for me. (laughs) I'm like, yo, there's, (laughs) there's nothing. Right. I don't want, uh, I'm not, I'm not dropping 90 bucks for a golf shirt because, um, those aren't really the golf shirts I wear on the golf course. Uh, I'm not getting a hat because, um, I used to get hats like that used to be my kind of thing. Like dad hat, simple logo, like, uh, which, which I still love dad hats and simple logos. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's obviously different when you, when you're now working for, uh, an apparel brand that you help start up. So it's like, I'm not gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't rock a lot of other brands to be honest with you. Um, so like the hats out, um, I would sometimes buy ball markers, but I actually like the plastic ones at the first tee way better than the ones, uh, in the pro shop. Mm -hmm. you know, just people sending me all that shit now. Like, I mean, I get, uh, I get shipments every single day. I'm not, I shit you not. I get multiple shipments every day of people sending me things to, to, to do for them. Um, So my experience, I always like going with a group of people because they're always like buying stuff and they're like, AJ, you're not like, you're not getting anything. I do, I will um, buy uh, like a head cover and gift it to like my brother or my dad or something like that just to support, just to support the golf shop. You know what I mean? Um, Or like a t-shirt, t-shirts actually, Andrew, that's like been, that's probably my last two or three purchases in a pro shop are like a graphic or like a graphic tee. Like that's Mm -hmm. actually, now that I think about it, um, that's been my last, last couple of times I've been in pro shops. That's, that's been, that's been a hundred percent of the time, but um, yeah, like good boy, like I've been approached by uh, tons of clubs and head pros like, Hey, like how do we, and it's just, for me, it's just a matter of bandwidth. Like I just like, that's just right. like another element of like, I already have zero like, uh, time to, uh, like just zero more time, I guess you could say for sure. So like eventually like that will be a pathway because like, I think people, um, like they, they, I know they like, I know these pros want it and I know like people ask me like, Hey, why, how come you're not in the pro shop of the club I'm at? Um, So like it's only a matter of time until they start getting in there. But um uh I would love to see more, I'd love to see just like even a little bit more risk taking there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, because you don't have to buy a lot, you just have to like like make it seem like yo, like you're hip on the newest stuff, like right? Like you know the brands that like nobody else knows about. Like there's there's something cool about that always, you know what I mean? But the digital golf shop that you just said, do that, like do that like tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Like because a curated shop of all that stuff like yeah you could just go to like our website or whatever but like there's also something very cool about like curating your own digital golf shop that like is very dope so that's a fucking great idea yeah (laughs) i think
2: there's there's like um uh there's like two 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 types of golf shops right like there's like the um the country club golf shop where all they want is like their emblem sewn on to whatever apparel is in in their shop so like they it's going to be very safe there um um but my experience when I'm walking into just golf shop um yeah I, I'm kind I have a feeling of like let, being let down a little bit like it's just like not exciting um there's there's usually some pieces that I like in golf shops like I'm really searching for a good shell jacket. There's just nothing that like is really cool. Mm. Like, like, like some. So that's why I'm I'm kind of working right now on on some sort of like technical jacket. um
1: Yo, send me your address,
2: kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got you. <laughs> <laughs> Got you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good looking. Yeah. Um, I would love to. So there's like there's there's like this. It's, it's normally, it's like very like corny out there, right? Like it's like, I, it's like, the, I feel like a year or a few years ago, it's like, everything's been dominated by like floral shirts, <laughs> like floral, like polos. And um, like, I love polos. I just cannot do the print printed stuff. Like, but that's just my personal taste. It's like, right. I also like my personal taste is like, I do not like joggers. Like it's not my thing. Like, but to each his own, like, sure. One one shout out I gotta give is that my sister works at Under Armour and she um she's a print designer there and actually does a lot of the prints for for Under Armour golf. Mm-hmm. Really cool to see Jordan Spieth rock her shit. Oh, like, that's dope. That's cool. That's, that's like cool. um like like she I like she works in golf. Like, holy crap. Like I didn't know that like until like I started seeing heard them talk about it like she, he Jordan Speed was wearing her stuff at the masters like that was like the most ridiculous stuff but that's cool yeah like i i used to i mean i really like i still really like a classic like the titleist hats like i really like those like with the, the big logo on the top and the logo here a logo here right. a logo on the back <laughs> yeah that like like when i was in new york i wasn't like, i didn't consider myself a golfer i would wear that hat to work and just like flex it like I'm a graphic designer, I love logos and it's like logo overload. And like, it's just like kind of like a racing hat or something. And like, people are like, you golf? And I'm like, ah, no, no, <laughs> but like, I, I really like, love it. Like, I appreciate it. Like, I like try to get out there, go to the range, whatever. Um, But um, I think like, there's like definitely like a change in the guard happening when it comes to like the, the golf world um, or the buyers um and as far as the pro shops and like the the regular shops like they're you know you're seeing it with like i think like malbon might be in some some shops somewhere like they're like the leaders of in terms of like being like the yeah the, first
1: uh, non uh, non-traditional yeah. apparel brand that you totally, like, yeah, like the first non peter millar brand to be in a fucking yeah, like and it's cool like and and like and i think that that's opening doors
2: for a lot of other stuff a lot of the other smaller guys and like um but yeah, like that's that's where I feel like it's going. Like I feel like Golf Galaxy is probably gonna pick them up or if they already haven't already, like there's gonna be like some smaller brands like coming into the rotation. But like I have no idea because I'm like I'm totally not industry. But I definitely don't think like um I I don't think that like, yeah, like hoodies are still like very controversial. Like I'm not trying, like it's like a it's like a oh God hot conversation for some people like people won't get over it and like that's fine like you know we can still rock it on the municipal courses you know and it's like but um as long as it's like a performance hoodie then it works right like or that's the way um I feel like that's the only way to get it onto the course for some some people who look at it in certain ways but I don't know I'm seeing a lot of more diversity creep in mm-hmm. slowly
0: for sure yeah, we're we're get, we're getting there. I will say the the man who won the Players' championship, uh, Cam Smith was did he wear a hoodie in the last round? I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like half of the pictures that you see, yeah, like after he, after he won, like half of the pictures that you pull up like Cam Smith, like if you just google like Cam Smith players, he's wearing this like periwinkle blue hoodie. And you know, you just see shots of him like striping the ball. I don't know; it's just interesting. But yeah, hopefully people will just chill out with all the hoodie nonsense. But I, I agree with you guys, Andrew. One thing I
1: forgot—I forgot. Yeah, I really like in pro shops. I I like glassware, like a rocks glass, or like a wine glass, or like a beer, like a um, like a pub glass. Like that, yeah. Shit's, yeah, that shit's rocking in pro shops. I'm, I'm a big, Jeez. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big buyer of that stuff too.
0: I, I like that. I'm also, and this might be weird, like. I am very, as a designer, I like logos on certain things. And then certain things, I want no logo. Like apparel for me, I want no logo. Like as crazy as it sounds, like if a pro shop sold apparel that didn't have a logo on it, I would be totally fine with that. And when you also think about it from a business perspective, like when they buy that, the the inventory, hey, we're going to buy a thousand units of this polo and customize them they're stuck with that inventory. They can't, they have to sell it, right? Versus like, hey, let's just just sell your polo in our store. Like, it's dope. Our members love it. Like, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, vibe out on a polo. And then for certain things, like for me, like a hat or like, you know, like a rocks glass or a ball marker, those are the things that I feel like are okay with that are branded, but I also think that, you know, it's no one's really doing that, which I've I've always found really interesting. Like when I walk into a pro shop and I should know by now, but I like I see a polo that I'm like, oh, that's a cool polo. The first thing I do is look at the sleeve. I'm like, oh, is there there's a secondary logo on this thing? And I'm like, nah. And it could be like the the dopest course. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Like if it's Pebble beach or whatever, I, I don't want it. Like I'm just not going to rock it.
2: But anyways, it's interesting. I feel like yeah. you got to balance, balance it out. Right. Like you got to have like, you can, you can rock like a, uh, a logo, you know, up top or on a glass or whatever, but yeah, you, you don't want to go logo, 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 logo. logo. logo.
1: Yeah. Unless
2: you're
0: a pro yeah. or, or
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: But, right. It's just too much. Agreed. Yeah, man. That was fun. So what are you guys up to, um, this year? Like anything, like any golf plans, like, you know, we're getting warm now, spring's coming. Like, what are you guys working on this summer? Um, I'm working
2: on. I'm. I'm trying to play golf as much as possible, for sure. And and get out there. I mean, um, it's beautiful weather right now in LA. Um, um, I'm. I got like. I'm trying to make more objects, like just like training devices, um, and not nothing really on the horizon right now. But I'm going to do shorts. Um, I think uh, there's going to be uh, some just some more, more shirts, more graphic stuff, because it's like, uh, it's, it's always fun. Just make graphics, just being a designer. And so, um,
1: but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Nice. So yeah. look forward to those. AJ, what about you? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, municipal, we're gonna, we're gonna be launching some things that, that, um, that are like great lifestyle pieces that you could also wear on the golf course. So I'm excited to like, start launching those. Um, good boy. I have a couple collaborations coming up. Uh, I have a cool piece that I'm launching soon. Uh, the, I mean, you probably saw it on, on Instagram, but it was, uh, it was, it was all of Tiger's wins in order. Um, so I'm, uh, collaborating with the Tiger Woods foundation to launch that piece and, uh, uh, a big chunk of the proceeds will go to the Tiger Woods foundation to whoever buys a print. So there'll be a couple different editions of it. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to, going to look to kind of hire, uh, good boy's first employee here in the next couple months. So there you go. I'll help a guy out, man. You know, these kids, these, (laughs) these these kids are tough work, man. (laughs) You know, Like it's tough, man. It's tough work, but um, yeah. So, so finally going to get that, you know, I'm, I'm about a year and a half late on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully do it by summer. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. I definitely want to, yeah. Next time I'm out West, we got to go link up. So like David, you're in LA, right?
1: I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then AJ, you're like, are you like an hour South? Uh, yeah i mean it, no tr- i'm saying no traffic like there's ever no traffic um, but yeah For i mean sure. i could get to la i could get to la in an hour and a half like if it's in the morning yes. like at 5 in the morning or whatever but uh, like yeah 2 hours away you know so uh, yeah dave we'll definitely connect because let's uh, do it i'm, I'm, I'm down to play on. all the par 3 courses in in <laughs> la you know like that's like you're you're like I mean, legit like courses now. All right, no, no but like, I don't want to play legit courses. That's the thing. Like, I don't like. Yeah, just the fun ones. The most fun playing golf on par three on pitch and putt courses specifically. Like that is they're so fun. I enjoy golf the most. Like for sure, like, none, hands down. That's if I could do that every day, I would.
0: It's it's truly the best. Yeah, I want to go play like Los 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 Feliz next I'm time I'm out there. Yeah. You know, it was in a movie, it was in a movie, Swingers, Swingers. I'm yeah, cool. yeah. I mean,
2: it's like a famous yeah. R3 right. starter course. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it looks fun. And they have like the sign is fire. I've seen pictures on Google. I have considered taking a picture of the sign and making like a one-off hoodie just because I like the graphics and the typography so much, but I have to, I have to play it at least one time before I do that. Awesome. Well, thanks for the time guys. Yeah. Enjoy the golf season.
1: Dude, anytime. Thanks so much for, for, for having me on. And this was, this was super fun. Met David and uh, this this was a blast, man. Love, uh, you know, you guys got a good thing going on, so keep it going, man.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the fair game podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever service you may be using. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at fair game golf, where you can follow us there too.